What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 60 of Two Dudes with Sports News. As always, my name is Garrett, and I am here with my co-host. What it do, what it do? This is Jalen Prince. You'll notice there was no mess up in how I said it this time. I did not say my name, Garrett. And... <laughs> <laughs> I'll, look, I'll, I'll call everybody else out, but I'll also call myself out. You can't call yourself out. Who can you call out? Like I, it, You've known me for how long now? Six, seven years, maybe longer. Yeah, because it's 2017. Six. Yeah, about six, seven years. Yeah. Like, when have I not ever called it like I see it? No, not not since (laughs) I'm not. I'll call it. it, And that's, and we'll get into this later. That's that's how I feel about like a lot of these fan bases. And we'll get into this later. I don't want to start off with this. I want to start with baseball before we end on football. And this goes across with any fan bases in general. Very wishy washy. Like when y'all win, you're super high, but when you lose, it's everybody else's fault, not yours. Like that's well, he, well. Here's the thing, though. So we got to talk about my Braves. Uh, I'm still yeah. Riding, we'll start with that. I, I'm still riding off of a high from last uh, from uh, from Monday Monday night because that game was absolutely amazing. Um, the way we were able to come back, or in you know casual fan and casual people terms. The other team gave it away. The other team choked. The other team <laughs> gave it up. Bro, we, we got to a point in society where there's no such thing as a comeback. You blew it. You choked. Uh, you gave it up. There's no Wait. such thing as a comeback anymore. And that's sad. But we'll get into that another time. Well, because um, it, sound, it sounds better. It's easier. So, like, it, this is a much deeper conversation. But it's, it's so a much- con- like It's a confidence and self-esteem issue. It's a confidence yeah. and self-esteem, self-esteem like type of type of mm. thing, and I'm like, no, they came back on you. Yeah, and to be honest with you, there was nothing you could do to stop it. No, if Clayton Kershaw blew it in the first inning. Oh yeah, that was bad. That, that, that was blowing bad. it. <laughs> no, you, dog, you kept mentioning the first. Dog, here's the thing: you kept mentioning Russell Wilson being washed. Um, <laughs> that was washed. Mr. Mr. Every month but October, Clayton Kershaw. That was like that was like that was bad. Um, and think about it, he ain't been dominating the playoffs since like the since the uh the pandemic season when they only when they had to do assigned locations. Mr. Mr. Eleven months. Basically, he he don't perform in the playoffs unless he's in Texas. Clayton Kershaw, seven eleven. I'm around for seven days a week, eleven months out of the year. Yeah, but anyway, back to like okay. So let's paint the picture. My Braves were down four on um, four zero going into the sixth inning. Mm-hmm. At that point, I got scared. I got scared as hell. Um, Braves, uh, like Braves country, we were scared uh, because like Philly fans called like called out our fan base repeatedly through even before the series started, saying like they got a better crowd than us. Uh, we were quiet in both game one and game two. We were down. There was not much of us to like to go ahead and yell about even the opportunities that were given. Because game one, we missed too many opportunities. And I'll give credit to like uh, like uh, Suarez. Uh, he pitched a heck of a game. And last night, dog uh, Zach Wheeler was uh, was in his bag for six innings. There was nothing we can do, and we had opportunities. And on, we didn't even get on base until maybe around the third, like the third inning, off of an error. On Trey, on Trey Turner, but then Trey he had another error in the six, which allowed or like off of a single from Ozzy Albie, which allowed Ronald Acuna to score, and that's mm-hmm. really what and that's really what picked it off. Uh, we started Max Fried, he's our ace, but he was coming off a blister, or like a blister finger injury, and he didn't look like he didn't look like a all star type of 
Max Free that we've seen in years uh, like in seasons past. And it showed he only lasted about four innings, six hits, and gave up three and three earned runs. One was unearned. Um so he had he had to go ahead and call it. But credit our bullpen, they were able to finish the game. But dog, going in that sixth inning, we was able to get one. Then it was like four to one. Mm-hmm. Then Travis Darno, he started at catcher over Sean Murphy. Uh, in the seven, he had a two-run homer. We were down by three. You felt the momentum shifting. You felt the energy because, mind you, the Braves have been the best team in MLB this season. We have broke records. We had over 300 home runs this season. We prioritized offense on a hit on a heavy, and we knocked things out the park. And we got the MVP on the team, and we got a, and our third guy. But I was ticked off in game one because Snip wanted to change the lineup. You put on uh, you start you start uh Ronald. But then you put Austin Riley at two, Matt Olson at three, and Ozzy at four. That ain't no. And then, like coming into this game, I felt better going in this game because you started Ronald, put Ozzy back at the uh, at the two spot, Riley at the three, and my uh, uh, and Matt Olson at the four. That's how we started the season. That's how we're gonna finish the season. But anyway, down down three after the Darno two home run, a two home run in the seven. Kept them score, kept them scoreless at the top of eight. Got to the eighth inning, got to the eighth inning. That's when things took uh, took off. You hit, you hit Ronald Cunha, get hit by a pitch. Uh, I think that was uh, Alvarado, the lefty from the Phillies. You got him, uh, like you hit him. He's on base. You know Ronald is dangerous running the bases. He ended up getting it. We get to a two out situation. A Rod, unlike Riley, he's on like Stone Cold, on Stone Cold Riley. That's what we call him. He gets uh he gets into a two two situation, all uh, um after a after a wild pitch that gave Ronald enough time to get the third, yeah not you get he, he hit a two run homer to give us the lead in the eight and the battery's going crazy, but the play of the game happened in the night that went uh, that ended off where Nick Cassianos with the one out and Bryce Harper on first because we walked him, he like he has a fly ball in the in the right center. Michael Harris, one of our young great stars, who's going to be a brave for a long for mm-hmm. a long time, makes the makes the leaping catch, fires it into fire, uh, fires it all the way into the infield. Austin Riley throws it back to first to put Harper out in uh, having a game winning double play. Now I'm gonna defend Bryce Harper on this one because I was listening to the uh, Flipping Bats by Ben Verlander mm-hmm. uh, podcast. He was talking about it's not. Harper's fault because basically if you're trained um doing base running and you're taught if you see a fly ball that looked like it's about to get gone, you gotta get the second. If you're at first, you gotta go to second. Watch it and like watch how it's gonna land. If it's like if if the guy makes a spectacular catch, tip your hat off to him, you look you lose the game. If he doesn't, you score. Mike, like Mike Harris, Michael Harris made an outstanding, tremendous, uh, one of the best plays in MLB um, postseason history. He made one of the best ones, which means it's a rarity that it was going to happen. By the time it happened, you think this Nick Castellanos either knocked it out of the park or knocked it off the wall, giving Bryce Harper enough time to get home. Mm-hmm. But Mike Harris made the catch. There's not much you could, not much that truly could have been done. So Bryce had to hurry back. I don't, I don't blame, like if I'm Philly, I know you're mad that you lost, but you can't blame Bryce Harper for making, uh, making that play because only a handful of guys in the league 
would have made that play. And we just happen to have one of those guys on our team. Honestly, that's one thing, too, that I love about this Braves team. This Braves team is going to be so good for so long because all these guys are locked up for long-term contracts, and the money isn't too aggressive. So they can build up through the farm system, keep these young guys on, and just we, – we're built for the future, man. Yep. We, we're going to be dangerous for a while. Now let's get down to the future. Last night was great, but the Braves, they already flew into Philly earlier uh, earlier this evening. Um, we're going into hostile territory. Mm-hmm. Bank of, uh, I think they they call it a bank. I don't know the like complete terminology or the on uh, the complete term of their of Phillies uh, baseball stadium. We're but sorry, Phillies fans. I'm kind of not because I still don't like the Phillies. I mean, I don't really either. But like, we should. I like the Eagles. I've always I've always had tremendous amount of respect for the Eagles, but I hate the Phillies. I hate the Sixers. Uh, I don't watch much hockey, so I can't say much about the Flyers. But that's just have had historically um, some of my favorite look, quarterbacks. Philly fans, they're rowdy, but that's just every Philadelphia sports fan base. They're rowdy. They're yeah. tough. They will get personal. They don't care. They want to win, and I gotta respect. I gotta respect that on that one. And it's gonna be loud come tomorrow night. It's gonna be rowdy tomorrow night. And I still don't and like the Braves haven't even announced who's gonna be starting. If I was if I was got if I was a bet man, I would say it's gonna be Bryce Elder. And Bryce Elder was one of the best pitchers, um, pitchers in the league this season before the All-Star break. After the All-Star break, he started becoming good and bad and good and bad. Like, it went up to being a roller coaster. So, I don't know what Bryce Elder we're going to get. But, look, yeah, did we take some momentum back after the Game 2 after the game two victory in the way we did? We did a bit, but we were still had home field advantage. They did split us. Um... And the Phillies are going to be on are going to be on their home field, and we got to find a way to win a game in Philadelphia, and that's what we got. And that's what we got to do. But hopefully, Game Two was the Kickstarter for us to get our backs, um, backs, uh, like backs, back going uh, with our hitting. Because if we're able to do that, we we darn show can get back uh, get back to getting on a hot streak and play like the team that we were throughout the entire regular season. For sure. It's Braves, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. I'm not worried about it. We're going to be all right. We've got to get one. And if I had to choose no, one, we got, we got to get three. We got to go ahead and hit, hit them in the mouth. But, the, oh, shoot. Right now, best players in the series so far has been Bryce Harper and, and Trey Turner. And it hasn't been – like, it hasn't been – okay, now I won't say it hasn't been close, but right now it's been those two. They've been making a, they've been making a lot of plays, knocking things out the park. Uh, we can't let everybody else get going. So hopefully, whoever starts tomorrow, they're able to they're able to get they they got they got to play their best ball, got to play their best ball. Um, other matchups, uh, the Houston Minnesota game just ended in Houston. They dominated Minnesota in Game Three in in Minnesota. The so, trash throws. No, you do, do you get it? I get it, but I'm still saying no. Nah. Look, they paid, <laughs> dude, dude. My thing is the Astros paid their de- like they paid their debt to society. They they did their time, yeah. and they and then they won right, dog. You can't hate Dusty Baker. Look, there's a reason where there's a saying: if you're not cheating, you're not trying. True, and I get it. What they did back in 2017 was wrong, even though that even though that series between them and the Dodgers was. That was amazing. Like that it was legendary. Was, it was a legendary oh, it was series. Legendary. The energy of it on both sides. Um, maybe these days I want to do a top. I want to do like a top five ranking. Who got the best like 
home field advantages in baseball. Uh, the Dodgers are not in there. I'm sorry, that fan and like that fan base, like Dodger Stadium, don't scare nobody. It, it, it's it's kind of like Madison Square Garden. It don't scare nobody. It's just a place that you want to play to be able to shut that and shut those fans up. They don't scare you. But yeah. like F- Philadelphia, that could do something to you. Atlanta could do something to you, especially if you're doing pitcher rotation. Them lights cut out uh, and them flashlights cut on. Oh man, they hit different. Um, but going going along, Houston was victorious against Minnesota. They take a two one lead. They could possibly end it uh, end it uh, not to, either tomorrow or. Thursday, whenever they play again. Uh, Baltimore, they're down 0-2 to the Texas Rangers. And this is going to be the first game that the Rangers have played a home playoff game inside Globe, Globe Tribe Field, whatever it's called. Globe, uh, Globe Field, basically the new baseball arena for the Texas Rangers. This is the first one that, like, that's in Arlington in a long time. So the Rangers have a chance to close it out. Baltimore is just like they're fighting for life right now. But mm-hmm. the, the, like the Orioles, they're young. They're like they got a young, they got a bunch of young kids, and there was something about like when you're young, when you got a young team, you don't really need that type of bye week or that type of rest. If you're a veteran team, you need that rest. Here, here's the thing with Baltimore though, and why I feel Baltimore's window is a lot smaller than the rest of the league. But dogs, it's, they're young. Let me explain. It's a okay. similar window to Tampa. It's a similar window to the Marlins. All these teams that don't spend big money and just try to go through the farm system mm-hmm. only have a very small window when they find really good players because once those guys find out what they're worth, they're going to go somewhere else. So, I, Okay, here's the thing. Baseball is kind of different on that one, given their contracts. Uh, but even even though everybody's not Alex Anthopoulos, who is an absolute genius, and he he kind of like and he kind of finesses the system on how it usually is typically done. With the Baltimore Orioles, their best stars are majority of them are rookies. Gunnar Henderson and uh, um um oh my god, I can't believe I forgot his name. But what I'm saying is when those guys make Adley, it, on like Adley Rutschman. If those guys have two or three consistent years where they're really 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 good. When their contract's up, they're going to get max offers probably from the Dodgers or the Padres, the Yankees or the Mets or the Red Sox or some other team that's going to spend I, big money. True, but I don't think Baltimore um, – Baltimore, they ain't going to let that happen. Like, they're going to – like, Rutschman, Rutschman and Henderson, mm. they're going to be there for a long time. The problem with the Orioles right now, they ain't got no pitching, dog. No. They ain't got but, no pitching. And the Rangers we'll have been taking advantage of that. But, we'll yeah, see we'll happens. see. Also – uh. We mentioned the Dodger Stadium. There's a reason why I said, like, that's not a true home field advantage. Because Arizona, <laughs> that young team, they dominated them, they, man. Wh- they've been whooping them. Game that's- one was bad for Kershaw. Like, we look, like Kershaw looked like a shell of himself. And then game two, it was a lot closer, but it still felt like it wasn't close. The I'm score right. does not tell the complete story of it. And lastly, and certainly not least, and I'm just being petty on this one. For those that thought Mookie Betts was the MVP over Ronald Cunha Jr., no. You be nice to Mookie now. No, no. That's my guy. Mookie's my guy. You be nice. Didn't he leave you? <laughs> he did. He did, but it was it was okay. We, like, we love Mookie. Mookie Where have y'all been since y'all let Mookie go? Where have we been for a long time? My point still stands. Look. He wasn't the reason why we were winning, but he certainly was the reason we weren't losing, if that makes any sense. Yeah, but what have but what have y'all done since he left? 
You're right. No, no, no. For those who don't know, I, I have dual allegiance when it comes to sports. I live in the state of Georgia, so I'm a Braves fan, have been for a while. But I grew up a Red Sox fan. You're a Red Sox fan. fan. You're, a, you're a Red Sox fan. You're got um, like you're you're a Boston I like my Celtics. Celtics fan. I'm surprised you ain't a Patriots fan. Good thing my, you're not. My mom grew up uh, a Boston or grew up a Sox and a Celtics fan. So that's how I grew up with my basketball and baseball allegiance. My dad never really cared, uh, but we've always been Jaguars fans. And when it comes to hockey, go Bolts. So Florida teams for football and hockey. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. You Lightning. Said Bulls. I, th- I Florida- thought you were about to say Bruins. No, no, God no. Uh, but like so for two of the game or for two of the teams, football and hockey, Florida teams for basketball and baseball, one Georgia team, and two Boston teams. I, I got a weird allegiance with baseball. Yeah. Well, it's also I'm a, for baseball, I'm a casual fan. I'm not like a I, I'm a I'm a smart casual fan for me. I'm a I'm just a Braves fan in general. This is why like, let, I pay attention yeah. to other things. This is why I let you take the baseball one because you know you pay more attention to baseball than I do. And I'm black. <laughs> like that's the interesting that's the interesting thing to it. Now I know we in a new age and stuff, but like I, I'm always gonna be Braves first. That, like that's mm-hmm. just a no brainer with me. Like that's just given. I mean it, it's. Like I said, you just you pay more attention to baseball than I do, just like you pay more attention to wrestling. Like I don't watch wrestling. You so, you be having other stuff to do. For me, I don't have much of a social life. That's like true. That. I, I work a lot. You got a girlfriend. I don't. <laughs> that's true. I have free time. I, I also I work, work late nights. I also work I do too, but I, also I work you pulled up. I'm not. You have somebody you have somebody that wanna go to dinner, that wanna go out and stuff, <laughs> that wanna go to the fair and stuff. I ain't had a fair date in about ten plus years. Oh my god. The um the Bullet County Fair. I ain't never <laughs> took a vacation, dog. I don't know what it's like. You've take, experienced that. You got a social life. Me, I do not. Sports I, is what I do, and that's what I live for. That's all I need for right now. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Hey, no. Hey, we're at the busiest time of the year for my job, so it is definitely no vacations right now. I haven't been able to breathe since July. Didn't you go to dinner with your, or like, with your girl and her parents or something? A while ago. Yeah. Talking about breathing. Talking about <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, go, we gonna move on. Um, no. NBA NBA season is is gonna be here in about two weeks. Mm-hmm. But we are seeing some future. We are seeing some future stars in the making. I know it's sure. only a preseason game, but last night that OKC and Spurs game. If you if you watched it, you understand. If you seen the highlights, you understand. Uh, the future of the league, dog, is gonna be it's gonna be scary. It's gonna be nasty. Uh, Victor Wembanyama, number one overall pick from this past year's draft. He played against the former number two overall pick from last season, um, from last year's draft, Chet Holmgren with OKC. We saw a show last night. Mm-hmm. We saw an absolute show last night. Two future, new type of generational talents going at it. Victor finished with 21 points, I think 10 rebounds and a couple of, and, uh, like two blocks, I believe. Chet had a block, 20 points. And uh, and a few rebounds. Both were going at it. They were going at each other. They were flexing on each other. They was putting up the. Uh, they would. They would hit the Shadur. The Shadur Sanders celebration. Throwing. Yep. Throwing up the wrist. <laughs> tan line. You see the tan line. Oh, I got mine too. Don't worry. I got you mine. Know, so like, uh, they were going at it. Uh, it was exciting to watch. I understand it's preseason, and both teams they're not. OKC got a better chance of making the playoffs than the Spurs do because the Spurs, they ain't got enough to be able to make the playoffs in the Western Conference. OKC made the play in last year, and they didn't have Chet. They only had Shea Gil- Gilgis-Alexander, who did not play last night. 
They only got they got him, Josh Giddy, uh the two Jalen the two Jalen Williams. Both of them spell one of them spells like my name, and the other it spells with a Y in it. But both of them very talented. OKC got a pretty good it has a really good young team. Uh, can they make the playoffs? Possibly, but um, but for them to like make it into the playoffs and not make the plan, Chet Holmgren is gonna have to stay healthy. Uh, he had a few pounds during the offseason, same with Victor Wembanyama. But last night was an absolute show. Just go ahead and giving uh, a lot of NBA fans, a lot of NBA casuals, a glimpse of what the future is going to be uh, with the NBA with those two guys leading the helm. Bring back physical inside big man basketball. That's fun, dude. Both of them, I think, average around uh, average weight of two twenty. So you mean tall man? I, I mean tall big and big man. I, I mean tall and big. You remember Zebo? Yeah, I remember Zebo. He was Z big, but he ain't tall. No, nah, but Zebo was nasty in, on the interior. You get got like so I, Zion Williamson. Zion. That's the closest issues. thing. To, that's the closest thing to Zebo that we got. Mm. Both lefties, both dark skinned, both huge, both ain't that tall, but they could go. They could go against uh, like taller dudes. Zion's more athletic, and Zebo also. Oh, without question, we already Zebo, know that. Zebo was also more durable. And both spell, and both got their name start with a Z. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't know. Z, Zebo was just fun. <laughs> Zebo was fun to watch. Yeah, but that was that great grind area in Memphis, though. But like uh, Zion, Zion's just a different generational guy. I'm hoping he stay healthy, and we can and we can finally see what the like the Pelicans gonna look like. So that's the other interesting thing, but you know he got to stay healthy. That's the big. That's the only thing he got to stay healthy. It's wild. So the NBA, there's a lot of storylines in the NBA. It, it's wild that the two rooks from that draft class, the top two rooks from that draft class for Zion and Jaw, ha have been having crazy issues off the off the court. Off the court issues, not on the court, but off, well, Zion Zion's have all been off the court because he can't get on the court. What was that? Thing? <laughs> what was that? What was that title? Or Guns and court? Buns. Yeah. <laughs> This man, summer man. on Netflix, ESPN 30 for 30, Guns and No, nah, man, that, that, like, shoot, that's an on Netflix, shoot, that might be on Tubi. <laughs> oh, Peacock? <laughs> no. Pluto TV? <laughs> mm, okay, Peacock is... <laughs> Let's move on. 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 We got right. talk. I, I got uh, it. I, 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 need, I need a minute. Your your team, your team, your team went back. Your team went back to London. We never left. Had, had a night. Had a, a like. Yeah, y'all stayed in London for um for another week, mm. and they had a nice good, uh, nice good bit of tea, and they were able to go undefeated against those chaps in from Buffalo, New York. Two and zero, baby. Two and zero. Two and zero in London. Like, and, but y'all almost got screwed. Mm hmm. We did. We absolutely did. And I said almost got screwed. Y'all didn't get screwed. No, I know. Almost I, got screwed. I know we almost got screwed. But here's my thing. Oh, I, uh, one I, more I, thing. This was uh, this was uh, the Josh the Josh Allen ball part. Uh, like on um, on um, like two. That we have the superior Josh Allen, Josh Allen Senior, whatever you want to call him. What has been driving me absolutely crazy? So I I will be the first to admit I used to stick up for the Bills fan base. I used to say that they were some of the most diehard fans in the league. I had a lot of respect for them. After Sunday, these are some of the whiniest fans I have ever seen in my entire life. Dallas. No, no, no. If you tell you what, go back to our official. It, for those who follow our Twitter account at TDS and Pod, if you haven't seen it, um, I have been cooking 
those fans for three days now. And if it wasn't apparent who runs our Twitter account, it's me. Uh, just go back and read those replies and we'll see what I'm talking about. Actually, you might have a case with Buffalo. You you might. Look, the, you might. the Bills got upset that they couldn't stop Mahomes in overtime, so they had them change the league rules. That needed to happen, though. No, no, I'm not saying it didn't need to happen. I'm just saying that's the thing. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, just going to bring it up. If that, if that had to happen. I just that rule should have been changed a long no, time. No, no, no. I, I know, I know. I just, I, I like bringing it up. Because, like, they, they whined so much. There was literally a reporter who, I don't know if I was the reason or what happened. Dude made a comment, and then later that day deleted the tweet. And it was weirdly after I said something. I'm not going to take credit for it. May or may not happen. If it did, hilarious. I've been seeing the same same excuses over and over and over again. I've been seeing the excuse of, uh, you played our second strings and our backups. Not really. Like, we also have players hurt. Like, we're missing two of our starting defensive linemen. We're missing one of our biggest interior pass rushers and run stoppers. We're missing Dewan Smoot as well, who's one of our more versatile linemen. He's been out all year. Who's your, wait, who's your best interior lineman? Devon, Devon lineman. Hamilton. Okay. Devon and Smoot have been out all year. So we're missing two of our core defensive linemen. Devin Are they coming out. back? Uh, yeah, they're supposed to come back. All right. So Smoot's are supposed to be back soon, but that's a different one. We're missing three of our key defensive pieces because we, we're missing Devin Lloyd, too. He didn't make the trip. So we have three key defensive players who weren't playing. So I don't want to hear anything about, oh, we don't have Tredavious White. We don't have this, and we don't have that. And we don't have – like, I don't care. You still, got, you still got an elite pass rush. And it's also not my fault that y'all didn't build depth as a team. Go yell at your coach and GM. Don't come at me. So I saw that. And we had injuries. Dope. Everyone had injuries. It happens. I'm like, well, we had injuries happen on the field. We lost Matt Milano. We lost, you know, so-and-so. Cool. We Ooh, all, right. They did lose Milano. How long? We all, but Milano don't play offense. True, but like. It, they it, had it, seven it, points until the third quarter. What was y'all's rushing numbers before Milano went down? Fine. It yeah, wasn't at, after he went down. It didn't really change. We were still on pace. Like that was the thing. The thing that got me and it drove me the craziest. So I saw that. I saw injuries acting like we didn't have injuries too. Cam Robinson got hurt and Zay Jones got he hurt. He came back though. He came, he came back, back but, though. But they both got hurt during the game. That's what I'm saying. So we also had injuries. So I don't care. Penalties. Yeah, we both had penalties that didn't go our way. Yeah, that was. We both had penalties that didn't go our I know, way. That, like that rough in the passer with, with Josh Allen on Josh Allen. Yeah, it, that Mrs. that Prince, was I, absolute ridiculous. Mr. Prince, I apologize. That was bullshit. <laughs> like, what's he supposed to do? He ducked into it. He literally ducked into the hit, which is you know, smart football, whatever. That's fine. Yeah, I, I felt, uh, yeah, Al, I feel like Josh Allen baited him on that one. Not a flag. Not a flag at all. But we had that. We had that, like, and then Russ got to see that if you see a quarterback that's literally ducking in, like you got to let that one go. It's, like, it's, like the quarterback did that, did that to himself. Spody and I have been cooking everybody too. This has been fun. <laughs> we, Again, buffalo sauce. Uh, it, it unseasoned is how this has been because he's buffalo. The only salt, the only season that's coming in is salty, and it's all coming from buffalo. I got enough salt to never have to season my food again. So, anyways, they had injuries. Oh, you can't just rely on salt as no, a season. Know, you know, know better than that. I, you know I know better than that. Salt and pepper isn't seasoning. It's the basics. You know what I'm Thank saying. You. I'm just making I'm just making a joke. Anyways, the other comma was, you know, penalties. We both had questionable calls. It happens. That's the game. Then the refs. First of all, same excuse you just made. It's also a weak excuse. Agreed. Third of all, 
oh, it was the turf. You act like we didn't have the same turf. They didn't roll out a separate turf a la Frozone layer. You know, what? where is my special turf that we run under only for us? And y'all had to find it would be turf. an Arizona thing. But, like, that's not what happened. Because like, they literally you, slide their turf in. They do. with actual grass. But, like. That's the thing. We had and the it same, looked like turf. It does. But we had the same turf y'all did. Don't act like this is an advantage or a disadvantage. We played on the same field. Crap excuse. Second of all. Or the la- the other one. Oh, it was bad play calling. Cool. Get a better coordinator. Again, not my fault. That's your fault. And the other one was travel. Y'all chose to get there on a Friday. And I'm seeing Bills fans go, oh, well, Roger's the reason why we didn't win this game, having us travel over late. Did Roger Goodell book your freaking plane ticket? I don't think he did. Goodell didn't book your flight. You booked your flight. You were stupid. Buffalo Buffalo been overseas before. You've been overseas before. You know this with this coach against this ain't us. New. Against us, I think. But anyway, but anyway let's talk about. Anyway, right, let's I, talk I, about I, again. I, I got, I got a couple more, and then I'm, I'm right. on. Buffalo fans have been. There is one Buffalo fan who has been a uh, took a shot at the, at the Jaguars fan base on Twitter. And for those who haven't learned, you will learn. And what the, this person has blocked probably 80% of Jaguars Twitter now, war included. Jalen, we have our first blocked account. <laughs> they blocked us because we made first of many more. Oh, I know they're coming. But like it, it's all this over talk about how we're trash fans and stuff like this. The last time the Bills played in Jacksonville was during the 2018 season. Nate Peterman was a quarterback. They lost. Do you know what they did to parking lot X? They set their tables and garbage on fire and then left. Did you have Jalen Ramsey at that time? We did, but they set their they set their literal garbage on fire and then left. Like what? I remember that class, real class act there. But just everything going back and forth. Some of the saddest. So I have seen more maturity from toddlers throwing temper tantrums like this. Un unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. I'm so tired of like. Y'all whine and whine and whine. It's been three days. Do you know what we did when we lost to Houston? Took our L like an took our L like an adult. They kicked our teeth in. We said, man, we sucked. And we moved on. We didn't blame everybody else in the world. You guys are worse than the 49ers fans saying, oh, we didn't lose the Super Bowl or we didn't lose the NFC playoff game because Brock Purdy was hurt. We didn't lose. You didn't beat us. Yeah, they did. They still beat you. Score still says it. And I understand our context is important, but so is the bottom line. Bills fans also are- basically, uh, basically. All right, let me ask you this: hmm. Who do you feel can't take an L worse, Buffalo fans or Skip Bayless? <laughs> I think Skip Bayless is a secret Buffalo fan. Exactly, exactly, and here's the reason why. <laughs> so the Niners beat the crap out the Cowboys. Yep, bad, forty-two to ten. No, it really could have been. They didn't beat them. Dak was fine. <laughs> no, no, he, he didn't defend Dak. <laughs> he tried. Oh, I know he tried. This man's the only dude I know that can do whatever it takes to defend that team, even though he knows deep down somewhere deep in that pit of a black hole he calls a soul mm-hmm. that his team is still good and going to be able to compete for a championship. That frosted tipped black hole. <laughs> yeah, but dog, that, get, that game got ugly. And I saw it at the beginning of this game. Like Michael Parsons was a no show. He only had he only had three he only had three ta- three, three tackles. One of them was a solo. He had no sacks. He had no pressure. Brock Purdy was dialing up uh, like every which way. Uh, I kind of wish Kyle. I uh, kind of wish George Kittle 
would have had a four touchdown game that way we could bring up Travis Kelsey and uh an Al Bundy's uh four touchdowns in one game slogan. <laughs> four, I'll touchdowns. Never four touchdowns, one game. I know that. <laughs> it was but, great. Uh, it, it, I got I got a little it, more about it. Was absolute, it, look, it was a dominated performance on the 49ers, and I'm gonna talk about them for a bit. They had a better quarterback. Mm-hmm. They had a better line. They had a better running back. They had a better coach. They had a better defense. They had a better front. They had a better linebacker. They had a better secondary. They better everything. And they had a better everything. Speed. And they and it showed. That was a that mm-hmm. was a class A one. Love you, mama. Ass woman. Pure. <laughs> pure. Pure. Unadulterated. Mrs. Prince, we actually like, few few adult a few adulterated. It wasn't even like it was no. It was, I, I, it was I, bad. It was bad. It was bad. It's on the Niners side, they ain't much I got to mention on the Niners. The only thing, the only thing about the Niners is who's who's the MVP of the team? Brock Purdy or, or like Christian McCaffrey? Uh, right now, Brock Purdy's definitely in the MVP conversation. Mm-hmm. I will not be a casual and say like Brock Purdy's and um, Brock Purdy's only doing this because he got a bunch of Pro Bowlers around him. I ain't doing that. He's working no. with the he's bro, he's working with the weapons that God has been able to bless him with. He's mm-hmm. working with the utensils that the kitchen has allows him to work with. He's working with the ammo and weapons that it was given to him by the um, by the by the San Francisco franchise US Army. And he got <laughs> lethal weapons. And he's using it right. Because people think you can put any quarterback in there. Which is kinda true. Kind of. Which is kinda true. But here's the thing though. Brock Purdy reminds me of Tua when he first came to Alabama. Mm-hmm. You could put any quarterback in Alabama in, in, in the in the the prime of it, from like from Greg McElroy, AJ McCarron, AJ McCarron going all the way down to Blake Sims. You could put in um and Jake Coker. They all won championships. You could put anyone in there. Tua was the different one. He took it to another level. Brock Purdy is put um Brock Purdy is taking Kyle Shanahan's offense. With the Niners, with those weapons, and he's taking it to another level. Case in point, Garoppolo couldn't do it when he was in it, but Purdy outperformed him. It, Purdy's an upgrade. Yeah. And Trey Lance, and Trey Lance, we still don't know. We, we like we still don't know about him, but I've never trusted no quarterback from North Dakota State. No, they, they're they're zero and two for good quarterbacks. And speaking of teams that brag about things that happened in the nineties, um, Dallas, <laughs> Dallas. Uh, the Bills are joining them because every Bills fan I've been interacting with is going, yeah, we've been to four Super Bowls. Yeah, you lost all four Super Bowls, and you've had a 17-year playoff drought and a 20-plus-year drought between playoff wins. Remember, the last time you went to, not one, went to, was 94. Do you know what happened in 94? The PS1, PS1 was released. It's also the same year they dropped Earthworm Jim, and it's also when Friends had their pilot episode for the funny or the unfuniest show in the world. <laughs> Dang, a lot of a lot of them right? jokes is like, a lot of them jokes now they ain't, ain't, ain't got oh, here. You remember Earthworm Jim? What's well, up for Jennifer? Except uh, for Jennifer Anderson. <laughs> Anderson. You remember Earthworm Jim? You remember and, and and the one that played Monica? Yeah, okay. they still look good. They still look good now. <laughs> it, I love how this turn into which members of the friend cast doesn't look horrible. But like my point yeah, is, it was kind of still like a copy of a uh, Living Single. Oh, for but sure. But like, yeah, that's too much to unpack in one episode. <laughs> but like, my point is, you're bragging about things that almost happened 30 years ago. 
because that's all they got. That's all they got positive to live on. But you anyway, almost like, won the Super Bowl. Hey, dog, it's the same thing with the Cowboys. They still living on them five rings but that happened in like over twenty over twenty years. Oh, but that's they haven't a, done jack since. That's but a point, here's a, that's but a point here's, making real quick. They haven't won, and they're acting like they're, you guys haven't been to the Super Bowl. Cool. I'd rather be they, 0-0. They, no, they, they feel entitled. They feel entitled. They do. They feel the title. Well, I look. The Bills are still the Bills are still one of the top teams in the AFC and in and, and in the NFL. They're not they're a still bad one, team. They're not a bad team. They got a bunch of talent. They use it kind of right. It's just certain moments in which they don't show or they don't show up, and they haven't gotten it done because of the two guys, Mahomes and Burrow. And we'll get to Burrow a little bit later. Um, Burrow, a little bit later. A little Burrow bit later. On. But like with Dallas, they play bad. They got beat up. They got bullied. And people got overhyped with the Giants, Jets, and Patriots. I wanted people to be realistic. Those are two bad offenses before it's they even touched them. It's all according to plan. True. It's all according Actually, to plan. Actually, nah, it's kind of stalling the plan because now they're starting to lose hope. I don't want them to lose hope. I do not want Dallas fans to lose hope. Well, they've, they've lost I want them now. to feel bad about the butt whooping that it took on Sunday night. But I want them to get back to being delusional, get back to believing in that team, get back to win a few games, get back yeah, to like where their fan base keep rising, keep rising, keep rising, keep rising, keep rising. By the time we get to January, they Damn. fall, that pain hurts. And next thing you know, we're going to be looking on social media, flat screen TV gets broken. TVs in the sports bar get broken. TVs, unlike TVs in the house, gets either punched, hit with a bat, hit with a sledgehammer, or get, or get an F-150 and run over it. We didn't boys. We got Dak. We got CD Lamb. That's not Chisel Dunnis. But anyway, <laughs> I don't want Dallas fans to get unlike give hope right now. Even though their pain from Sunday night and Monday was mm-hmm. good and it felt good. That ain't the pain that I want. I want pain in January. No, that's all four, I want. And the 49ers are a pick your poison team. You shut a McCaffrey, sure. You force Brock no, Purdy to throw it. That's Niners fine. Me, but Niners got me excited. I can't wait to see them Thanksgiving. But Purdy can dot people up. That's the thing. And then you look at, oh, well, we can shut them down offensively. Great. Their defense will keep them in games. Mind they have you, a and also disgusting defense. True, they do. But also, here's the thing: you look at teams in the NFC that can actually match up uh, match up against them. Niners, uh, not unlike Eagles, and I still believe in my Seahawks because they played the Cardinals, beat the crap out of the Cardinals. They played the Rams, beat the crap out of the Rams. I'm that. They played the Billy Goats, got beat the crap out of the Billy Goats. Oh my God! There's only <laughs> one team they ain't faced in the West, and that is us. And I look at what we and I look like we've grown a lot since last season. Mm-hmm. Now we got to get healthy though, but we ain't scared. We we not scared of Niners. We encourage that they're looking good right now because I've done seen a Niners team look dominant throughout the regular season. They go on an undefeated streak. Who's the one team that beat them? And I'll never forget this. We played them in a Monday night game in Santa Clara. We beat them in OT. Now we had Russell at that time, and that was and that was DK's rookie season. What was we that? Still beat them. Oh, I thought that was the Crabtree rant. No. You trying to cover me with a sore receiver no. with that Crabtree? That was in the playoffs, dog. That was, oh, I know. That, that, was, that was Kaepernick days. That, we still, that was still great. I'm still talking about Garoppolo days. No, I know. That was still great. But, like, you know, I, I want to say – I want to go – because I've, I've ran it on my – I've ran it on the Bills. I got to talk about the game. Trevor showed up. Doug is calling the plays again, and it's apparent. And the offense showed that Ridley-Lawrence uh, connection was there. ETN went off. And then you have, like – he, so Calvin he, really played his best game to me. Calvin really played great. Ridley's back. The rust is gone. Ridley played great. Zay Jones worked. The offense was clicking. The only thing that's like the only thing we had issues with was the pass rush. Epinesa had a great game, and like the, we held that Bills team to seven points until either midway through the third or I want to say the fourth quarter. 
Like, I, shout out, shout out Darius uh, Williams. Him and I went to high school together. I guarantee he don't remember me. That's fine. We only have one class together. Uh, my my claim to fame. Is I, I'm kidding. Um, we did, yeah. But they, yeah, they had seven points until the fourth quarter. They scored the touchdown of the second, and then 13 points in the fourth, and that was it. We held them offensively, like they they had a terrible terrible game. Trevor Lawrence went for 315 yards. Etienne rushed for 136, and Trevor Lawrence rushed for 30 on his own. We had over 150 rushing yards, or no, we had what 180 rushing yards and 316 through the air. Like we played fine, we played really well. And Travis and Travis Etienne, he closed it. You know how many yards the Bills rushed for? How many? Uh, thirty something. James Cook had five rushes, negative four yards. Latavius Murray, two rushes, six yards. Damian Harris, three rushes, 13 yards. Josh Allen, four rushes, 14 yards. 27 of 40 for uh, 359 yards. One interception. Shout out Darius. No, not, we, not bad. No, not bad. Like and That's the thing. Josh Allen's not a bad quarterback, but quit sleeping on my Jags. I'm tired of it. But, dog, that's coming off y'all got, y'all got creamed by the Texans, man. And the Falcons beat them. Yeah, and then we whooped the Falcons. But we had dog, but y'all got y'all got cream by the y'all let a fullback get a kick return. I understand. I'm again, you're not. You got it. you got to understand why we looked at the at the Jags we, the way we did. We that was the kick in the that was the kick in the, they kicked our teeth in. That was a slap in the face we needed. I like and here's my thing. You'll notice I'm not making a single excuse for that game, and I didn't either the whole time. I'm like, look, we're losing. We're getting outplayed. We're getting out schemed. We're getting out. We're getting out drawn. Like that's just how it is. We lost. We had a bad game. And we move on. I'm not saying, oh, well, you know, the refs really had it in for us. You know, Rod or Roger Goodell really scheduled this game incorrectly for us. That that Texans field is just atrocious. You know, that the the refs there and the penalties, some of the ones called were just blah, blah, blah. Like, no, they outplayed us and we lost. Take your loss like an adult and move on. You got outplayed. You know, you know there's barely any adults in America right now. Oh, I know that, but still, like at least act like one or pretend to act like one. Don't act like toddlers. But like look, Jaguars play great. Jaguars play great. We're here. We're ready to roll. I'm worried about the Saints. I think it's a trap game. It it kind of is, but y'all gotta win that game as well. And the but 49ers, y'all, like, y'all are capable of beating. 49ers have me worried. Why? You're Jacks man. We're playing the 49ers. Oh, right. Wait, this week or next week? Three weeks. Man, worry, weeks. About that. worry about that in three weeks. Take care of your business this week. Oh, no, we're going to be fine. We got Gardner. We got, well, sure, we got the Bengals this week, and the Bengals just beat the, Car- um, beat the Cardinals. Joe Burrow, like everybody. Burrow's back. Because, dog. Burrow's back. Dog. That line. Burrow's back. That line. That line finally got some that confidence. That line. Burrow had some time. That offensive line. Jamar played great. And, and DJ, Mo- I, I got to talk about this. We have been saying how Fields is going to take that next step. It happened right after they traded Chase Claypool. Mm-hmm. No, it happened before they traded Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool no. got traded three days ago. He got traded after he got traded after the game. Yeah, but they told him to go home. Like, so he wasn't. He didn't even travel with the team. No, he was a healthy scratch. And he was a healthy scratch for two weeks. But like, I, I love that where he's like, "Man, the team didn't utilize me properly." You're not utilizing you properly. You haven't done anything. <laughs> hey, come on now. But Fields has been balling out. Him and DJ Moore on fire right now. Like DJ Moore had 230 yards, three touchdowns. Fields has been absolutely balling out. He's thrown what two interceptions over the last two weeks. 
kept the turnovers down, passing yards up. He's at eight touchdowns, like what, six hundred something yards. You hope that's a completion. You hope that this is a game that can get the uh the Bears going on mm-hmm. that part. And I know we gotta move on to uh, we, we do gotta we gotta to talk about games. the yeah, we gotta talk about um, the other B team, the Bengals. And then we gotta uh, keep yeah. moving. Yeah, so like you know, hopefully he's able to get it going. Hopefully Washington can be able to bounce back because I like seeing Eric uh, Eric Bieniemy do well. I do, um, but that that was not a good that was not a good uh, performance by uh, Washington. And but yeah, we gotta move on. Uh, going back to the Bengals though, Joe Burrow he looked good, but mm-hmm. mind you, Arizona's not that talented of a team. They're a good, like they're a com- they're a competitive, tough team with not a lot of talent. Right. Um, so when I look at that, I look at that game. Look, they did what they had to do. Bengals, the Bengals, that is. Mm-hmm. And Jamar Chase, he, like he he always said he like he's always open, and he showed with uh 15 catches, 193 yards, and three TDs. Dude had dude had like an immaculate game. Like he was absolutely sensational. I give him credit on that one. But again, I'm still looking at the I'm still looking at offensive line of Cincinnati. You go against a team that got an elite pass rush. We don't see them go against the Browns. We don't see them go against other teams. Like we see them go against the Rams. Now they beat the Rams, but they still got to them. Mind you, Seattle, we had eleven sacks on a bad on a bad offensive line. That now the Bengals ain't the Giants bad. The Giants offensive line, that's bad, bad. That's bad. But they're not that good. So if my Seahawks able to get pressure on Joe Burrow, um I trust my I trust my secondary long enough to hold Jamar like they gotta they gotta do the quick passing game. I think I think my pass rush can get to them if they have to hold it longer than two Mississippi. They do that, we should be able to get some pressure on them and handle our business. Now, Cincinnati's defense, it's above average, but it's not elite. Now, Trey mm-hmm. Hendrick and that Trey Hendrickson, he's elite. I give him credit on that one. But also, sure. reports are saying we're supposed to get uh, our star left tackle, Charles Cross. He's supposed to be back. Um, we're supposed to get a, like look, look as soon as we get healthy and if we can get enough stops. We get things going, but right now we gotta win. We gotta continue to win games to catch up with the Niners because we don't play them until Thanksgiving, and we just gotta keep on stacking up wins. For sure. So it should be a good game this week, uh, like this, like this upcoming weekend. Um, but I'm going with my Seahawks over over the Bengals. I it, that's gonna be a really good game, uh, and like, and that's that's gonna. That's I know gonna it's a sensitive, but game. we don't care. That's gonna be a really good game. Yep. Here and like so let let's speaking of like. We can go over every NFL team. We could do all this. I want to do something early because we're running low on time. I want to do something that you brought up. Let's do early awards. So we're week five. Season starting to pan out. We're starting to see where the cards are falling. Let's do MVP, coach of the year, offensive player of the year, defense player of the year, rookie of the year. All right. Who who you got for MVP? Uh, I'm still going to go to Tua looks good. I'm taking I'm taking it all in totality. I'm still I'm still going Tua. Uh, I think like he's bounced back. Like he had two interceptions against the Giants. Like one on like both of them were bad. Uh, the second one was and was excusable, but still he's able to like light it up. Miami's still fast. He's still getting the ball out, getting into the playmakers, and he's still making plays. Uh, Miami's still one of the top teams in the in the in the, in the AFC, which is loaded quarterback wise. I'm still going Tua. Tua look Tua looks good. Tua looks really good. Right now, Vegas has the odds on MVP favorite as Josh Allen. I don't think so anymore. This was hey, before no. week five. Um it's Tua, or I'm I'm gonna throw in a sleeper here. Like Trevor's gonna be good, but I don't think Trevor's gonna win MVP. I I, I think we might get an MVP from Mr. Irrelevant himself. 
Brock Purdy. <laughs> Purdy. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad Paul. I don't like Paul. Uh, Paul. Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman actually did that one one time. But mm-hmm. um, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock that. Uh, he's played very. He's played really well. They're undefeated. They're winning right now. Uh, so I don't think it's gonna be no, Jalen. It's not, not gonna be Lamar. It's, it's not. Certain. It's not. They haven't been playing their best. Um, as not, like they were last year. But like the Eagles are still dangerous because they haven't figured it out yet, and they're still winning games. McCaffrey, maybe. Maybe it's a McCaffrey. long. It's a long shot with him. It, that's, that's a real long shot because on the era that we're in now. Often we're in a now, QB era MVP award. Yeah, we're and like that's just that's just how how the game goes. Now, offensive player of the year is I think he lead. I think he leads it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, also, shout out. Also, like uh, prayers out to Justin Jefferson. He just went in an IR for a hamstring injury. You feel bad for him, Vikings. You, you don't feel bad for him, but like. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey definitely uh, offensive player of the year right now. Yeah, if Je- if Jettis was healthy, then it'd probably be him. Not but... really, because he still hasn't. Le- I'm not okay. Scratch that. It's be- it's between Christian McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I, it's yeah, or honestly, Tua can go two for two. No, they, they like they look MVP quarterback award. Uh, offense player year is literally not wide receiver running back award. Yeah, Tyreek. Uh, yeah, Tyreek. Tyreek and McCaffrey. I think those. Are, yeah, those are the two candidates right now. Uh, I would go Tyreek. Right. I, I, I would still go Tyreek because he's still on East. Like even though Christian McCaffrey's playing really, really good football um, at this moment, mm-hmm. and he's got a, and he's got a streak of t- games with a touchdown. Reek is still on place to get closer on like two thousand yards, and he, he he's he, I think he's gonna get it for sure. What about DPOY? TJ Watt. It's TJ, or honestly, I think Josh Allen can make a case. No, he's he's a, he, he's a candidate, but it's TJ Watt, and if it ain't him, it's Fred Warner. That's true. I'm going to sound like a homer here, but the reason why I'm sounding like a homer is because right now Josh Allen is tied for first place in the NFL in sacks. Yep. He, he has as much or more than TJ Watt. True. But here's the, th- here's the thing, though. Look at the games that the Steelers have played and they and like uh, and their success rate with him and without. Oh, I know. And look at what TJ's done. Look what he did to the Ravens. Don't look I know. what he did in that Browns game against the guy that you hate the most mm-hmm. in Deshaun Watson. They don't win those games without Watt. No, and you're right. You're right. And speak uh, honestly. The Ravens receivers were the best defensive players for the Steelers last week. True. But that's 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 but a different conversation. Like, dog, they, Nelson Aguilar did it again. Occasional <laughs> hand, uh, occasional hands is back. Occasional hands, Bateman. Uh, OBJ got sunned um, <laughs> by the son of a former Steeler. Mm-hmm, by Joey Porter Jr. That man got sunned. That was bad. <laughs> true, Ravens fan one gone. Ravens, no. Ravens one gone, dog. That's true. But like, it, it's I'm with you. Yeah, but but let me ask you, let me ask you this real quick. Uh, do you run? You, do you blame Lamar Jackson at all? No, not for this. Me one. neither. I, not not entirely. And I'm critical of Lamar Jackson, but I don't like it, this. Is not this is not his fault. No, it, it's not entirely on him because he can't. And here's the thing: like, there's some of the throw, some of the bad throws on him, absolutely. But he cannot yeah. run and catch the passes. True. He had eight drops yesterday or Sunday. Okay, well, technically he can. If the like every throw that he has gets batted back to him and he catches it, then he can run. Technically, yeah, but you know th- that's a big if. Like it's 
he it's not entirely on him. He can't catch the balls too. It's not his fault that they had eight drops. That's ridiculous. As a guy, as a guy whose quarterback suffers from drop passes and has been all season, I understand. Who been dropping passes for y'all? Rid has dropped a couple. Kirk has dropped a couple. Yeah, but it ain't been Ravens bad. It's been bad with Ravens. There's been a couple that have been bad. I mean, maybe out of Evan Ingram. We we had a couple. No, Evan's been fine. We had a couple drop touchdown passes against Houston. Y'all just that was a bad day for y'all. Like, That's just a bad game. It, we played bad. It is what it is. Y'all moving but on. But anyway, Taking my look, like an adult. I don't blame. I don't blame the Ravens, but they're gonna keep putting themselves in a hole. And the Steelers, they still got Matt Canada. They should not be winning games. No. They, and, they Chris Bras- and, and Chris Braswell, he will tell you first. Hey, <laughs> that was an old game, but still, that was great. Good team game, guys. Yeah. No thanks to you. <laughs> yeah. That was I like love that. that. I, I love, love that. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. uh but yeah. The, that's my defensive player of the year, TJ Watt. It's yeah. It's TJ Watt or Fred, and I think Josh Allen can make a case. Um. Mm-hmm. But it's it's gonna be a tight one. All now, right. Rookie of the year. Um. It's between CJ. It's between CJ Stroud and Puka Nakua. No. No. Bajan Robinson. No. Really. Dang, I, dang. I I disagree with you. wholeheartedly. CJ, CJ, uh, CJ's been outperforming, and you know how quarterbacks are seen. You're right, but CJ uh, also Puka had... started producing week one, and he was and he was and he put and he was putting up fantasy stats. He's, is he technically a rookie? Because he was hurt last year, wasn't he? No, he no, no, he's a rookie. Why am I misremembering with somebody else? Tutu. Anyways, that's I'm thinking of Tutu. My bad. Anyways, look, Puka's doing fine. Now that Cup's back, we'll see what happens. He was still able to. He was still able to. Now he had, yeah, he had a fumble against like the Eagles, but the Eagles forced a lot of turnovers. CJ, by, by the way, if the Eagles able to get it, like, it, dog, if Hassan Reddick about to get going with that Eagles front and the way Jalen Carter's been looking mm-hmm. with that front, my God, that's gonna be nasty. But credit out to the Eagles, they made adjustment in the first half, uh, in uh, like from the first half into the second half. Yeah, uh, against the Rams, where they complete the Rams didn't score no more in the second half. I, I think they the running back. No I more. think I think running back gets offensive rookie of the year this year. It's Bijan. It's Bijan or honestly Devin A. Chain. Well, Devon's in the IR. He's going to miss about a couple of weeks. So that's, not, it, that, it, that's the that's the reason why I took him out. Yeah, that's true. Bijan Robinson has just been dominant. He's been he's been good. He's been good. But like, in order to be able to get that rookie of the year, you either got to be doing some record breaking stuff, playing absolutely spectacular, being box office, or you got to be winning. And yeah, yeah, and yeah, they won against Houston, but we got to see we got to see him in them big games. Like in the, big games, we seen Puka and we Durant, so, and we seen CJ Stroud. Defense rookie of the year, who you got? Uh, for me, I, it's, I, I really want to say my boy Devin Witherspoon right mm-hmm. now, but it's Jalen Carter. It's Jalen Carter, Devin Witherspoon. It's one of the two. It is Jalen Carter. Now, if Will Anderson's able to get onto a hot streak late late in the season. He mm-hmm. can make a case, but right now it's Jalen Carter. Coach of the year, who you got? Oh, whew, that's a good one. Um, I think Kyle Shanahan's lead. I think Kyle Shan- no, Shanahan. No, Mike McDaniels. Mike McDaniels. Mike McDaniels. Mike McDaniels. Mike McDaniels. Uh, it, it's McDaniels or Shanahan. Mike McDaniels. It's one of the two. I'm going Mike McDaniels. It's McDaniels or Shanahan. It, it, it's the reason why. If it's McDaniels, is because their offense is disgusting. If it's Shanahan, it's because it's a very the Niners are just a complete team. Well, here's the thing: the, the Niners got one. They get, Niners got the most talented 
team in the NFL outside of the, outside of Philadelphia. And the thing about them, they've been dominating. And it's been a lot. You can see the coaching. You can definitely see the coaching if you pay attention to the Niners. Mm-hmm. From uh, from schematic, from trick plays, from play designs, from play calling, it has been it has been a mixture of both schematics, play calling, and use and the talented players making plays and just getting the ball in their hands. It'll be yeah, it'll be interesting, man. It's honestly too, and he won't win Coach of the Year, but a coach I've been impressed with is uh, Shane Steichen for Indy. He he deserves some candy. Yeah, he he, he's, yeah, he's been impressive. Yes, he deserves. Uh, he, he won't win it. He deserves he some votes. He Let's yeah. Talk but, about this situation. Okay. Yeah. Deep fly ball. Sorry. You're good. He's Steichen has been impressive. He really has. So I, I respect what he's been doing. That's coming from a Jags fan, but I, I respect what the coach has been doing. Um, but he he won't win. It's between Shanahan and McDaniel's. Um, but, real quick, if you're a Colts fan, how concerned are you with Anthony Richardson? I'm not. He just, the, he, like, he just had a shoulder injury. He came back from concussion and concussion. But, but dog, like if he don't learn to take the advice that Trevor Lawrence gave him the first time that they match up, he'll he'll be all right. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, and I, yeah, down the road, yeah, he'll be fine. But like, I'm like, dog, you gotta protect yourself. Look, sometimes you gotta sugarcoat things. Sometimes you gotta be as blunt as a sledgehammer, and that's just how it is. And right now that sledgehammer has hit him in his AC joint and he's learning that he's got to be smarter. You don't have to play scared, but play smart. So, but all right, we, we're, we're pretty much at an hour. You want to, uh, you got anything else you want to get into? Um, we did NBA, we did NFL. This we did baseball. Yeah, we already did baseball. Uh, you got anything? No, nah, not off the top of my head. Oh, Mario Cristobal needs to be fired. Did you not see Miami? Miami, Miami. I have to, I have to, I have to think. Miami, first of all. Miami, Miami, yeah. That was the dumbest okay. play call do account, I do, have do, seen. Do, do a count in. Three, two, one. Miami, by far, is the one thing I want to get into because that is the dumbest play call I have seen in my near 30 years of life. That is – I thought Matt Canada made bad offensive decisions. What? the hell was that you even saw their de- one of their guys on the bench they zoomed in on his face with a video and you could read his lips and said what the f are we doing it's like what for those who live under a rock third and ten they got the first down running clock against georgia tech of all against teams. tech tech has no timeouts uh they're at, i think it was 48 seconds 42 seconds 48 seconds clocks winding down it's a 35 second uh clock for uh, a 35 second play clock all they have to do is take a knee clock keeps running game's over they get into the shotgun they hand the ball off to the running back the ball gets stripped and tech recovers and then in 42 seconds or 35 42 seconds they march down the field and score the game winning touchdown and then Cristobal had the audacity to come out and say, you know, if it's one thing we preach in Miami, it's ball security. No, stupid. If it's one thing we preach in Miami in any in if you're winning, go to hell down. Victory formation exists for a reason. If I this is also partially on the quarterback. If my coach calls in handoff run up the middle, I'm gonna look at him, look at the clock, and go, No, <laughs> no, we're not doing that. And I'm gonna go into the huddle and be like, Coach wants to be done, but here's what we're doing. We're victory formation. We're no, we're not doing this. You take the knee. 
And then there was a video that came out later that was like, oh, you know, do you think he was down? And I was like, he should be ruled that should be ruled a fumble based on principle, purely based on principle. What are you doing? You stupid, stupid person. Oh my God. And then you have the audacity not to take the blame. You called the play, stupid. Oh my God. Sorry. I to be fair, if it's one thing that Florida and Florida State fans can agree on is that we all hate Miami. So it's hilarious to see, but also like if I were a Hurricanes fan, I'd be at pitchforks outside of Cristobal's house. <laughs> hey, we're we're <laughs> we're we're gonna riot and get this man out of town. I, I unbelievable. What do you think? Um, here's what I think, and this has nothing to do with that game. Miami, Miami fumbled their chances of making a college football playoff because like, sure. they're gonna, they're gonna knock that. Um, hang on, hang on. Sorry, I, I want to give a, I want to give a shout, real quick. I want to give a shout out to Texas A&M fans, and I want to hate on Arkansas, on Arkansas Bacon Bit fans for sure. Um, they're first with A&M. Thank you for all the doubters. Uh, former Florida Gator Chris uh, Chris Doring. He said A&M's a better team, better quarterback. Better on uh, like better a uh, better offense, better defense, better st- special teams. Wrong, wrong, wrong. And we, we found out we, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, took care of business and all that. So thank you, all A and M supporters, fans, and all the other, and all that other whatnot. Um, and for the Arkansas fans. Y'all are the reasons why I had to be at the stadium at 6.30 a.m. on a Saturday morning on a homecoming week. Y'all are the reason why ESPN put us in an early morning game. Y'all are the reason we can't enjoy homecoming after hours because y'all want to put us in an early morning game because y'all didn't handle y'all business. Oh, jeez. We couldn't say- even get an SEC night game. No. Nah, we couldn't. Guess what's on CBS? Georgia at Vanderbilt. They want to put Georgia on Vanderbilt or they want to play Alabama and Arkansas. Oh, boy. Y'all fall. Yeah, honestly, too, I, I want to say one thing, too, before we get or before we close out here. Uh, Dylan Brooks has been ejected from preseason with a flagrant two for a, a, a cup check on Daniel Tice. What else a la, is new? A la Mac Jones. What else is new? <laughs> um, also, we, also, we are going to get into a talk of – do you believe it or not? And this is going to be in a, in this college football edition where we talk about the teams that you actually believe will make the playoffs and actually compete for the national championship and teams that you do not. We got to make this well, one. one, one we, we no, 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 no. Not, we ain't doing this. We're going to oh. do this next episode. Oh, okay. Well, I one, thing I will, one thing I will say. Thank you. Uh, um, uh, like, and I speak for all Americans when I say thank you, Louisville. I love it. Oh, God, I hate Notre Dame. Yeah. I hate Notre Dame, and I, 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 Mizzou, you almost beat Brian Kelly. I will give you props. The only person I hate more than Notre Dame is Brian Kelly. Nobody, um, beat, nobody beat Georgia in the East. We'll no, see. Y'all not beating them. Y'all got to be able to run the ball. I didn't say me. I said I we'll to... see what happens. No, Missouri ain't beating them. Georgia almost <sighs> – look. The one... only team that could have beat Georgia was Auburn, and that was at Jordan Hare. The I old... said I said going in that Kentucky game – no, I gave Kentucky no shot at beating Georgia. This is the first time Georgia – every time – I want to make it very, very clear. And I, I know taken, that schedule's weak. I have taken Georgia to cover the spread every single week or every single game this week or every single game – excuse me, every single game this year. They have yet to do it until Saturday. 
Every game I took them to cover. So don't tell me I don't believe in Georgia. You had four weeks of doubt that I had built up in my head. You whooped Kentucky. Congratulations. But there's two inconsistent for me. That's what scares me if I'm a Georgia fan, is they're too inconsistent. But we don't have time for that. We got to move on. I definitely want to play Believe It or Not Believe It next week. Stay tuned for that. If you guys like the show, tell everyone you know. Uh, tell your friends, tell your uncles, your your moms, your dads, your moms who are listening. Uh, hi, Jalen's mom. Uh, sorry for the profanity. Uh, <laughs> I apologize. Um, but it, it's, you know, tell everyone you know, if we were to take out full adverts, you know, everything, sides of the billboard highways and every single major city on every single major real or every single interstate wouldn't matter because how many times do you actually read that and go where they say they go? No. If your buddy tells you, hey, go check out the show, you do it. So go check out the show. Uh, tell everyone you know, let them know. And if you liked it, you can rate it five stars. That's the best way to show what you care. Feed the algorithm gods, comment, all that fun stuff. We don't know why it works, but it does. We're just two fans sitting in two rooms, two states apart. So let us know what you think. If you didn't like the show, don't be a Bills fan. Be an adult about this. And, uh, you know, go our separate if ways. If you're a Cowboys fan, please, for the love of God, do not give up hope. We don't want you to feel bad now. We want you to feel bad when it comes to January. Be be an adult about this. Treat it like a bad date. You know, got through. It was a blind date. Didn't really work out. It's not us. It's you. It's not you. It's us. Whatever or whatever helps you feel better. Uh, and you know, you never listen to us again. That's totally fine. But if you like our show and you want to check out other shows we listen to, and or, uh, people who have also given us five star reviews and retweets and all that fun stuff. Again, before we get to that, best place to find us on Twitter is at TDS and Pod. Um, best place to interact with us there. If you're looking for other shows to listen to as well, I got a little solo show called Is This a Bad Take? Uh, go check that out. Also do Steel and Teal with Jim from Fan of the Van. If you like our show and you want to hear a profane version of it, go check out his show, Fan of the Van. Um, our friendly neighbors to the north, Brent and Dave over at 1420 Sports Podcast, put out a fantastic or fantastic shows all the time. Brent's one of the hardest working guys in podcasting. Um, go check out the guys with the BSC and Sports Podcast, Aaron over at Brutaliana Sports. Go check out Dave and John at Love of the Playing Field, the guys over the We Like Sports podcast. Go check out Average Joe Sports. Uh, and always, 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 if you're looking to get into a Twitter space, go check out Sports After Dark. Uh, Heavy, Silu, uh, Ashley, I didn't forget that Mark was the only one who took the Jags to win the Bills game. I will remember this. Um, <laughs> y'all doubted. That's what happens. Um, if you're on TikTok, go check out Chill Takes. Darian and I have been going back and forth a little bit. We definitely want to get them on soon. Um, if you're looking for wrestling stuff, go check out John of a Wrestling Fans Insight. Uh, if you're looking to gamble outside of an NFL facility, if you are an NFL player uh, or not, if you just want to gamble in general, go check out Nate's Daily Wager. Um, and if you're looking to do something in Vegas, go check out Visit Vegas Places. And if you're looking to do something a little different, go check out the Stupid History Minute podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. And as always, we'll see you next time. Peace!